60 or 70 days to build a new habit. And so we've got to push and push and push, right? But I know, and I know through other things and other things that I've pushed through for, it does become easier once, once you've formed that habit. And the other thing is, when you start to learn how to push through for things, you actually, it gives you a greater sense of hope <laughs> and strength for the next thing that you've got to push through because you understand the challenges that you might face and, and understand that actually uh, if I've got to grit it out, and maybe I, should, maybe I should think a bit more about that for myself and when it comes to eating healthy and, and exercising. But yeah. Well, why is it hard? You know, anything good or worthwhile is worth fighting for. You know, and, and often we're working against our humanness because we often, you know, our, our tendency or our natural, most of the time our natural tendency is just to want it to be easy, want it to be comfortable because <laughs> chocolate tastes so good and, <laughs> and sleeping in in the morning is just awesome. Right? But, you know, all of these things that we've talked about, um, spiritual stuff as well, you know, it creates a pressure on you and that's uncomfortable and that's why it requires us to know how to push through and break it open all right i want to think i want you to think of it like this like a bottleneck so where you are right now most of you are probably feeling pretty comfortable aren't you yeah it's good to be in church and uh, the person next to you doesn't smell too bad and you've you got a, a little bit of personal space that's nice some of you don't like personal space and you want to have your arm around your, your spouse or whatever it might be. But, you know, you're feeling pretty comfortable. What happens if I said to you that right out through that one door right there, out there, there is potential for your life. There is a great future for you, greater than what you are and the comfortability and the experience that you're having right here, right now, right? And you all got up and were like, yes, let's go for it. And we all charged for that door. So suddenly the comfortableness or the thing that we're feeling right now, and our sense of, you know, I'm okay, I'm not, the proximity level here with everyone is okay. But then when we try to go through that door, and we're all coming in and falling together, and, we're like, and, it's, and it's getting a bit uncomfortable to get through, that's kind of what it's like when we're pushing through to stuff. It's, it's we're, we're going from that comfortable place, but we recognise, actually, for me to get to a place that's even better, or something that the potential of what's out there, what's beyond the, the bottleneck or beyond the doorway is even greater. So I know that actually to get there, it's going to actually take some pressure. It's going to be uncomfortable. Does that make sense? And I, you know what? Too often I think we come to those tight places or that uncomfortable place and, and, and we lose sight of the goal, we lose sight of what's before us and we tend to retract back. And often we can build a habit of running from those things, of running from, from pressure and hardship. But I can tell you that's not the most beneficial thing for your life. I believe God this morning wants people to push through. There's things that he's, he's calling you to or there's things that, even if it's just natural, some of those things that I was talking about, those natural things like, Maybe for me, I, I need to push through a bit more with getting some eating, um, healthy eating habits or whatever it might be. But there's stuff that I believe God's saying, come on, I want you to push through for things this morning. Okay? I'm going to teach you a little bit soon about how, that, how do we do that. In the Bible, and so just to kind of 
come back to that whole doorway thing because there's some incredible teaching in the Bible that, and why I think that's why I even um, referenced a doorway. Um, in the Bible, it talks a lot about that point of pressure, the moment before we break through, we push through into something onto the other side. It's like passing through a gate or a doorway, a threshold it's often called in the Bible. Have you ever noticed that a, like if, you, if you've got a really old house, that the threshold or the, the bottom of the doorway is worn out because it's the place of, of most traffic or most um, pressure in a sense? I think that's a pretty cool image. But uh, as, we're, as we're passing through one place to another, you know, we're, we're going from the old, we're leaving the old behind and we're pressing into a new. We're coming into a wider open space, a new place. Pushing through is significant. May we all continue to grow in the attitude of pushing through, whether it's for these natural things that we were talking about or for spiritual ones or for uh, kingdom ones. So why is pushing through spiritually important as a Christian? You know, I might have touched base on some of these things already, but let's go through it, hey? Building spiritual habits or pushing through for spiritual opportunities are important because they're going to enrich your life. They will help to equip you to be all that God has planned for you to be. They are opportunities for you to engage with your Creator. And then what we do this morning, pushing through on a Sunday, because we're going to come, we're going to engage with our awesome God, right? And He's going to help to bring, and for, this is so important for all of us, because often we're going through stuff, and, and when we push through into, into these times with God, it brings healing, right? He brings those, he brings what we need. He brings freedom to our soul, to our body, yeah? So if these things, right, if pushing through for spiritual things uh, or even just spiritual things or God things in general, if they're so good, right, if, if God wants us to have them so much, why then is it hard? Wouldn't just God just make it easy? Because if God wants us to just have freedom and he wants it to, why, why is it so hard? Have you ever wondered why turning up to church on a Sunday, things just turned to like pear shape? So often, you know, it might be a Saturday night. We have some shocking Saturday nights with, with just sleeping habits in our house, right? On a Saturday night. Not all the time, but it's like, wonder why, why is that? And, you know, and, and often, you know, you might be here, it's just so hard to get to church on a Sunday. Things just turn weird. Or you might just even just feel totally not into it. You're just like, oh, I don't know, I'd just rather sit and watch. Do you know, I, I often get the feeling, <laughs> this is funny. I often get it. I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid, every Sunday watching Wild, um, what is it? Um, wild World of Sports on a sun, Sunday morning, Wild World of Sports. Like, and then I, I think, Man, how good would it be to watch Wild Sports on a Sunday morning? <laughs> no! Come on. There's probably no one else here that would even be interested in that. But <laughs> Where am I up to? <laughs> yeah, morning... You know, pressure just seems to mount just when we're about to do something that is 
spiritually significant, that is going to be important for our maturity as a Christian or for us to, to be able to have a blessing on someone else's life or whatever it might be. It just seems that the pressure and it just gets harder or just our motivation wanes or something happens, right? You know, for me, I often feel this in regards to prayer meetings, right? At church, we have prayer meetings and it just, it just often, in, at different points, in, it has been so difficult to get the gumption or the, the, the motivation just to get along to a prayer meeting. And, you know, but what I've found, when I start and learn, I'm going to push into this because I believe it's important for my life, I believe it's important that I can stand with my fellow Christians and pray for our communities. And so I push through and it does become easier. I was talking about that before. Um, but, you know, then I might get out of, uh, I get taken out for whatever reason, for, for other commitments, and then, then you've got to turn your mind again. Once, oh, oh it's prayer again. <laughs> all right, let's push in. And, you know, so just all sorts of things, whether it's Sunday mornings, whether it's Bible study, whether it's conferences, we've got a light conference. There might be young people who are, or, or people here this morning that are feeling that even about light. Come on, let's know what it is. Like, is this significant for me? If you're feeling an urge or a sense of God's actually putting it in your heart that you should be at Light Conference, but you're, you're looking at all the other things and you're just thinking, oh, it's just unfeasible, right? Because of this, this and that. But if you're just feeling this urge or this sense, oh, this would be really good, then maybe God's asking, come on, let's push through into this. And we want to help you make it as easy as possible. We've got some funds, right? <laughs> that's going to help. That might be able to help with one of the things that's, that's a pressure. So come and talk to us. But I encourage you, church, if, um, yeah, if you feel like light is significant and could be something for you, then I encourage you to push through into that. All right? So why, as I said, why are these things so hard? Two reasons. And these are two things that the Bible teaches us. Matthew 26, 40. So yeah, Matthew 26, 40 to 41 says, this is Jesus, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. So this is Jesus in the garden uh, of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, the night before he's about to be crucified, right? So he's feeling a fair bit of pressure. I don't know what you'd be feeling like if you're in Jesus' shoes, but it would be fairly hectic. Right? He's, he's feeling the, he's under the weight of some significant stuff and he's got his disciples with him, and, he's, and Jesus has gone off to pray, and he's come back, and he's, he's, where are we? Then he returned to his disciples, and he found them sleeping. Oh, how good is that? Could you man not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Other translations say, and the flesh is weak. You know, our body, our soul, these, our emotions, all this stuff, everything that makes up us, right, and how, how we're wired, it works against the spirit. You know, it says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We need to learn what it is to build our spiritual nature, or our, our spirit man or spirit woman, 
uh, because as we do that, it will force our flesh things and our flesh nature, our soul and our, our, and the, our emotions and our desires, it will push them to submit to our spiritual uh, faith zone, okay? So we're going to talk, I'm going to unpack that a bit in a sense. So that's the first thing. So why are things so hard? Because our flesh, our body, our, our, everything, it wants to work against these spiritual things. You know, we might have a, a, a faith or a sense of, oh, this is going to be good, but then all of a sudden there's this other stuff that, it's making it hard. 1 Peter 5, 8, also, this is the second one. Five, eight, 18, no, where am I up to? 1 Peter, oh yeah, 5, verse 8. I must have been reading a different Bible version last night than this one. <laughs> Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Come on. In another version, it says, uh, we have an adversary, the devil. The devil does not wish for you to succeed in your faith and in your, in your spiritual uh, purpose and destiny. And when the devil gets a sniff of a person getting closer to God, he works to diminish that opportunity. Remember, though, that the devil is only, like in this scripture, he's like a lion. That often his bark is worse than his bite because it says that Jesus is actually the lion. I love in Revelations 5.5, it says, Look, the lion of the tribe of Juba, the heir to Dave's throne, has won the victory. Come on. Where the devil, he tries to intimidate you or, or, or whatever it might be. He tries to put stuff because he's like a lion. He's trying to, and he's trying to make, get you to come under stuff. But come on, God is the lion. He is the rock. He is our salvation. He is our strength. And we can stand on him because he has won the victory, which is awesome. So they're the two things. That's why often it's so hard to want to push into spiritual stuff, into, into God kingdom stuff. So how do, we, how do we battle these two things? How do we battle our flesh? And how do we um, resist the devil? So we're going to look into that. So firstly, looking at our flesh and, tra- and how we train our spirit. Galatians 5, 16 to 18. Where am I? Here we are. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of our sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. So this is kind of what we were talking about before, the whole flesh versus the Spirit. Our sinful nature, our, our flesh, our emotion, all that stuff desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit is what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that we do not do what, we, what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I, um, I've, I found a, an awesome teaching on overcoming the flesh. Um, John Piper um, has written quite a number of years ago, um, but I just wanted to read some of what he was talking about. What, it, what, are they, what is walking by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit? 
um, because we can hear that and go, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> like, what is it? So I just thought this was, he could say it better than probably I could, so that's why I wanted to read it for you, okay? So first, what is this walking by the Spirit? And he's talking about this, this verse that we've just talked about. There are two other images in the context which shed light on the meaning of walk by the Spirit. The first is in verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. If Paul had said, if you follow the Spirit, you are not under the law, it would have been true. But in using the passive voice, if you are led, he emphasizes the Spirit's work, not ours. So it's the Spirit's work, not ours, right? The Spirit is not a leader like the pace car in the Daytona 500. He is a leader like a locomotive on a train. We do not follow in our strength. We are led by His power. So walk by the Spirit means stay hooked up to the divine source of power and go wherever, wherever He leads. The work of the Spirit is emphasised, yet He commands it is for us to do something. Our wills are deeply involved. We must want to be coupled to the locomotive. We must want to abide in the vine. And there are some things we can do to keep ourselves attached to the flow of God's power. So I love that imagery of it's, come on, there's this, this train moving and it's going to go somewhere. We've just got to be willing to <laughs> jump on board and it's going to take us. So that's when we're being led by the Spirit or when we're walking in the Spirit, it's actually a choice, our will to say, you know, God, I just want to be led by you. I want, Holy Spirit, I want you to work in my life. And then we just jump on board and, and allow him to, to lead us forward into stuff and follow where we feel God leading us. So how, and then some other thoughts I want to bring. How do we walk by faith and overcome the flesh? It's through faith. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Come on, this life that we live in Christ, to, to be a person who, who lives in the Spirit, to be a spiritual man or woman, to, to work in victory in those things, to overcome the flesh, we've got to have faith in Jesus, our rock, right? And just believe that he is enabled, he can give us the strength and the, the gumption, the power to overcome our sinful nature, overcome our soul, and, and, and it's holding us back, right? Not that the soul always holds us back. I'm not going into that. But. So Jesus said, even that scripture I read a little while ago, Matthew 26, um, where, where Jesus is talking to his disciples when they're falling asleep, and he says, come on, watch and pray with me. Just, just watch and pray. That's significant for us as well when it comes to uh, when our spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Come on, we've got to watch and pray. So what do I mean by watching? Um, so for me, I get this, the sense is we've got to learn what it is to recognise when we're feeling pressure. Because I think often... We just get taken out by the circumstances of life and, and we just get blown this way and that. But what we've, we've got to, when, when Jesus is saying, come on, we've got to watch. If Peter had just watched and recognised, oh, actually, this is a significant moment, 
Maybe I should not, maybe I should just push through the fact that I'm really sleepy. And actually, no, this is, because if he had have watched and recognized, well, this is significant. Okay, I'm going to get through my tiredness right now. <laughs> Let's pray. You know, like, we just got to learn what it is to recognize when there's pressure. When our, when our flesh or when our, you know, when our body wants to do something, but we're just feeling, oh, actually, like, this is significant. So we've got to watch, we've got to recognize those things, and then we've got to pray. Uh, you know, what, are, what, are, what are some things? When I think about, okay, how do I overcome stuff of my flesh, over my sinful nature? It's holding on to some promises of God. Hold on to some of the truth of what I have in Christ. You know, so, uh, and what John Piper, if you read this, um, this teaching that he does, he goes on more about, you know, get some scriptures and plaster them somewhere where you can read them, right? Well, let's get those promises and those things that, and let's have them visible. Let's get them in our lives and let's pray them. You know, when we're feeling the pressure coming or when we feel that this, our nature, our old nature wanting to get us, hold us back, let's get them there. Let's pray. Oh, no, come on, this is the truth. Right? You know, let's invite, obviously, let's invite the Holy Spirit into our lives to lead us. Cool. So, I may not have unpacked that really well, and I'm really sorry if I didn't, um, but I encourage you to, to talk to one another. That's, you know, these are stuff that what I love about church and love about having brothers and sisters in Christ is you can get together and you can talk about your struggle, you can talk about what's going on, and they can bring courage and they can bring understanding to you. And we can teach one another how we overcame our own battles and our own things. So I might have just totally defunct that. I don't know if that, some of you might be more confused now than what you were 10 minutes ago, right? That's fine. But come on, get, get together and just talk about stuff and build each other up, right? So the next thing was um, learning how to resist the devil. Resist our adversary and push through the pressure that comes from that. There's so much in the, in the Word of God. There's so many teachings that I could bring on this, but I really don't have the time to, to go through everything. But I feel the Holy Spirit has impressed a couple of things on me that, to talk about. But there is so much other stuff. So I encourage you, um, when it comes to dealing with and resisting the enemy and learning how to push through, there's so many other things that are going to be left unsaid this morning, right? So get into it learn about it, some things that I'm not going to talk about, which I can probably encourage you to go and look at and talk with someone about, is Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, where it talks about the armour of God. Um, that's significant stuff to, 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 to look at and, and to have a think on and learn about. But really, the two things that I want to quickly unpack, um, first one is James 4, 7. This is a quick, awesome little tool for all Christians to know about how they can resist the devil and walk in strength and walk in, in, uh, in the strength that we have in Christ, all right? So it says in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's a step-by-step little process there which is significant and awesome. First off, submit yourself to God. 
That is easy, right? That is just, okay, God, I'm sorry for, for doing things my own way. I'm sorry that at the moment I'm just feeling all this stuff and it's, and it's hard and I don't know how to get through this. So I'm just going to come back to you, God. So just submitting yourself. It's just recognizing that he's your God. He's the number one. He's the one who's able. You submit yourself there. And then it says, resist the devil and he will flee. And so that's just saying, I, I don't actually, I resist this stuff, this pressure or this fear or this doubt. And you just say, no, I don't want this fear. That's, that's really what it's all about. You're submitting to God and then you're just telling whatever the pressure is, to go away. And that's what it is talking about in resisting the devil. And then you can believe in faith that it will go. Okay? But then the, the next thing, which I, I love this scripture, right? In Micah 2, 13. And this stuff, this is cool. One who broke... Sorry, blah, blah, blah. One who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. How good is that scripture? Well, when we're talking about pushing through into stuff and resisting the devil, let's look at this scripture. It's epic. One who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will push through before them, the Lord at their head. Come on, we've got a God who is our breaker. He's our one. He's, gonna, he's actually going to push through on your behalf. He's going to make the way. And all we've got to do is just grab a hold of Jesus and just like, through this stuff. There's an awesome, um, amazing man of God from the early 20th century. His name's Oswald Chambers. He was a Scottish preacher. Um, and he said this, we look upon the enemy of our souls as a conquered foe, and so he is, but only to God, not to us. Come on, God has defeated the devil. Jesus on the cross smashed the devil in every scheme that he has. He is being conquered by God, so we've got to learn to grab a hold of Jesus, because we haven't conquered him, Jesus has, Let's grab a hold of Jesus because it's only in Christ that we have victory over the enemy. All right? So if we have, if we, in faith, cling to the hope and the victory we have in Jesus, he's going to lead us through the gate. He's going to lead us through the threshold, through that pressure point into the wide open space. And what I find that is significant with this, so, so often we feel like to get through the pressure point, to get through there into the open space, we've got, to, we've got to deal with all the devil stuff here, right? Get rid of it all. But it's actually in the act of going through, as allowing Jesus to lead us through and coming out. Going through releases the schemes and the plans of the enemy off of our lives. It's actually learning the act of pushing through, holding on to Jesus and allowing him to get through that the enemy's plans fall away because it's our act of faith that disarms the work of the enemy. So come on, we've got to know what it is just to grab a hold. Come on, Jesus, you're going to lead me through this stuff. We're going to push through this, Jesus, and he's going to, 
And then that pressure that you're feeling, that fear, that intimidation, that lack of hope, whatever it might be, he's going to push you through and you're going to come out the other side and all of that stuff's going to just drip off, just fall away, right? Because you've, in your, by faith, you've pushed through. There's other stuff, and I, I said this at the start uh, of this little section, there's so much other stuff when it comes to this that I'm not going to unpack. I don't, have, I don't feel to it, I don't have the time. But that is, I believe, a significant thing for some of us this morning, that God just wants you to know, come on, in faith, you grab a hold of Jesus and you just, we're going to push through this stuff. And as we do, the pressure falls when we get through the other side. We come out into an open place until the next battle, <laughs> until the next pressure point. And we often feel that with any type of um, pushing through, with any type of pressure, whether it's spiritual or not, you know, there, there just seems to be a crux point. Thing. We've, got to actually, we've got to break this habit or break this mindset or this psychology or whatever it is. Let's, let's push through this. And then oh, there's, a, there's a freedom point, right? There's, there's not, this is good stuff, right? Until the next thing. And then we, but what we can take solace from is that, actually, I've learned this skill. Let's apply that now to this next season of pressure or whatever it might be. Okay? So if the worship team want to jump up. My question for you guys this morning, what are you pushing through for at this time? Whether it's spiritual or one of those other um, kind of not so spiritual but really are spiritual things that I was talking about before. What are you pushing through for at this time? Come on, look to the, the goal. Look to... Don't look at the, the, <laughs> the job at hand, because like, that's, like, for me, I think, oh, exercise, right? Sure. Uh. <laughs> but if I looked, actually, that means I'm going to be able to keep up with Ruben in three years' time when he's actually way more fitter and faster than me. Right, that's the goal. Come on. <laughs> you know, whatever. Look at the goal. Look at what you want him to achieve. What, why are you doing it? Cling to Jesus the one who can lead you through the gate. Allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to overcome your flesh. And just finally, I haven't really talked about this much, but finally, just surround yourself with people who will encourage you. People that will bring you courage. Come on. People that will build you, that give you courage to push through. We've got to surround ourselves with people that will say, you can say to them, oh, you know, I just, really, this is really hard. This thing is really hard. And they can be the person that goes, you can do it. Like, come on, let's do this. We've got to be, we've got to be able to encourage one another. Bring, bring courage to one another. That's my baby. Oh. <laughs> Sorry for her. All right, let's stand, hey? We're going to sing a song. Uh, that's, um, I don't know, I don't really care. Any of those two last songs were great. Whichever. Yep, we're going to do a worship song. Whoa! And this morning, as we close, um, if there's stuff that you're pushing through for, then just, just give it all over to Christ this morning as we sing this song.
and, and just trust in Him and pray to Him and seek Him, right? But I also think that we're, as a church, we've, for the last little while, good while, we've been pushing through for stuff as a church. We're pushing through for light conference. We're pushing through for what God wants to do in the next generation. And I really just want to pray for that this morning. And I want us to pray together. When we're going to pray for this this morning. And we're going to be believing for something of, of God's purpose to continue to be breaking out over young people's lives. You know, we've got, I reckon there's about, you might, I feel like there's about 20 people still to come to light. Whether it's from Ulladulla or, or anywhere. But I think we're just going to be believing for a way to be made open so that these people can, can get there. And all the obstacles that are currently in their way, that those things will just be uprooted and removed. So let's, be, let's just pray into that now, and then we're going to sing, and, uh, and we can push through for ourselves if there's anything that you guys have this morning, and, and just worship and declare God high over your situation. Okay? So let's pray. Oh God, we just thank you.